yes, coming on this on this show, yes, we shall be doing a review of the Super Eagles one hall draw with with Equatorial Guinea in the first game of the twenty twenty three Africa Cup of Nations. Yes, of course, on the show we shall also doing a review of the games that were played on Saturday in the Nigerian professional football game because as at the time of recording, I mean the games, uh, of course, the uh, games that were slated for Sunday uh, but now postponed to Monday have not been played. Yes, I remain your regular hand call, Abdelhamid Abdelkarim and also call me football jurist here. I shall not be working alone on the show. Now to me, I'm Zahala Sabzai. i back on the show. Thank you very much, Abdelhamid. It's my business. It's my pleasure, rather joining the show. Thank you for having me. All right. Yes, I'm quickly, I mean, just to discuss about Super Eagles, of course, I mean, Super Eagles were held to one hard draw by the National Thunder of Equatorial Guinea. I mean, the Central African, the Central African nation took the lead in that encounter and of course, two minutes later, after they took the, their lead of Liverpool, sorry, <laughs> the Super Eagles responded swiftly to Victor Osime, of course, and of course, that would not go would eventually be scored in that encounter, which meant which meant that the game ended in a one-all draw. And uh, I mean, I think <laughs> Super Eagles didn't lose. Why is it? Why 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 is it uh, the feeling the feeling has been that with I mean that it was a poor result? Yeah, Abdulhamid, it was a poor result considering the opposition the Super Eagles came against. The Super Eagles we expected to have. An easy ride over the over the Equatorial Guineans, especially when our next match will be against former African champions and heavyweights, uh, the host again, and the Ivory Coast national team, the Elephants. Then I think many Nigerians were very very disappointed in that performance. That is the summary, Abdul Hamid. Oh, oh, all right. I mean, who disappointed you most? Is it the manager or, or is it the coach or the players? For me, I think both parties should take the blame. By saying parties, I mean the coach will take part of the blame, equal blame, Why the players on the field will also take part of the blame because it's uh, a complete team. The Both parties have a role to play, Abdul Hamid. But if you want me to mention individual names who did not lift up to expectations, why not? I will do that. Mm. I'm talking about names. Of course, we already know names. I mean that I've, I mean of course that are going that are all making the runs for playing poor in that encounter. So let's talk about our Victor Osime. And of course, Victor Osime scored the equalizer with Super Eagles, but of course we also missed two big chances. I mean, Amza, do you believe that Osime should take the blame for Nigeria dropping points against uh against the Equatorial Guinea? Yeah, part of the blame should go to Osime. Yeah, he got his primary responsibility in that field at the Hamido in that pitch on this match day was to score goals, 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 goals as much as he can score because that is his responsibility. He is um, the current African footballer of the year. We might want to cut him some slack for responding instantaneously when the Equatorial Guinea, Guinean side went ahead with um, that first goal in about them. Um, Pass midway into that first half. Yes, it, but it, expectedly it's for a leading striker like him, the best goal poacher currently in Africa, those two glaring chances he missed means that um, he should take a sizable chunk. Because if a striker of his caliber had buried those goals, 
then we won't be talking about what we are talking about now, Brother Maybe you might want to agree with me. So I will really blame Osimen. Yeah, we thank him for scoring that goal, which helped us to equalize, but that was not enough on the match day. Nobody will be interested in that goal again, having uh, missed those two scoring chances. So for me, I think if I want to pinpoint, mention name explicitly, Osimen would be singled out first. But again, he has paid his due. Even at that, Abdul Hamid, I must admit to the point that you could see his passion, you could see his commitment. Let's say his human nature took the better of him, but it doesn't take away the fact that Osimen would have buried those chances considering his caliber, Abdul Hamid. All right. I mean, okay. Besides Osimen, besides Osimen who, who else disappointed you? Abdul Hamid, I was not impressed with what uh, Moses Simon was doing on the field of play. He was almost anonymous in that match, Abdul Hamid. And Samuel Chukwese, um, when he was introduced, was almost anonymous. Let me use the same word for him. Joe Aribo, that introduced um, the man has, that has been adjusted the best player on the field, um, Yusuf Al-Hassan Yusuf, Belgian-based. Um, I, I think at some point the commentator was marking time for him for about eight minutes thereabout. He couldn't touch the ball. Um, Joe Aribo, though, did not play a huge part um, in that match because he came in at some point. He was not very, very good. Another player I want to mention that I was not really impressed with his um, play was um, Alex Wobi. Ordinarily, he would have been the engine room of that um, team, um, feeding um, the likes of Victor Simen with the balls, with so much creativity from the midfield. To an extent, he started very well, but when it matters most, when it got to the crescendo, he fizzled out. So I also give um, Alex Iwobi some knocks. Players like Sami Ajayi, um, Zaidu Sanusi, Olai, you know, uh, did a little bit very well. For the new entrant, goalkeeper Stanley Wabili, Bali. He was not really tested on the match day, so I might not really want to assess him. And when you look at that goal, um, it's a goal that could have beaten any keeper Abdul Hamid. Mm. All right. So, uh, Amza, if you were to choose that, who should take the blame for that result? Victor Osime or Pacero? Who should take the blame? In fairness to Pacero, Abdul Hamid, in fairness to him, I would, if I were to share it on a scale of 100, I will put 60% of the blame on um, Victor Simmons' table, and I'll put 40% on um, Pacero's table. Now, Osimen, because he failed to tuck in two glaring chances, would have helped us to at least three maximum points in that encounter. Then Pacero, because um, going into that match, he did not consider, you could see at the inception of the match, the Eagles were playing long balls. There was no much creativity. You might want to attribute that to the game plan at the commencement, which inadvertently came from the coach, Abdul Hamid. Mm, all, all right. I mean, so what changes, I mean, do you feel Pesero can make in the game against Ivory Coast because we can't afford to lose? We can't afford to lose. And need I also state it um, to an extent. I don't know what the Ivorians will be coming with in the next match, but they were not also very impressive in their first match against Guinea-Bissau. The Ivorians, yes, they won the match, scored two goals, back the three maximum points. They were not so impressive. But two matches, no two matches are exactly the same, especially in a tournament like this. If you ask me, Abdul Hamid, if Al-Hassan recovers 
quickly, and then he should also start. Uh, of course, Stanley Wabali will always be in goal. And the defense lineup, I don't think it should be changed. The only position where I think something should change is just maybe um, Chukwese to come in since he was brought into the match in the second half. That's the first match now. He didn't make so much um, impact. How about starting him now with Moses Simon, whom I had talked about earlier on, was anonymous throughout the whole match and um, starting from the bench. Of course, Victor Simon, that he had a seemingly bad day in the office with those glaring missed chances, still remains our leading marksman. You can't put somebody like Osimen on the bench. So Simon and um, Lukman will always start in front. Then Chukweze will be operating from the wings. And of course, uh, what's his name now? Uh, um, the midfielder, Iwobi, will also start. Iwobi. Yes, it will be Abdul Hamid, but we need so much from him. So for me, the only place, if Alassane um, recovers on time, then we also start. If not, then we can uh, make do with Joe Aribo. Then for the wings, then I think Samuel Chukweze should start ahead of Moses Simon. I think that is the only way. But even if you look at our bench, Abdul Hamid, there's no much um, um, difference. In my own opinion, that would make. And um, people have clamored. Um, our national team handler should begin to look into the NPFL. Abdul Hamid, you will not forget the likes of, um, um, what's his name now, Sunday Mba in the 2013 Stephen Keshi squad. Uh, yeah, exactly, Abdul Hamid. Let's look into the NPFL. In fact, somebody jokingly said, how about bringing Daniel Itodo into the team? Of course, I know that's on a lighter mm -hmm. note, but the point exactly is we need um, some of these hungrier players, and you can find them in the NPFL. You can find them in the NPFL. Like somebody asked, if Mwabali had not gone to South Africa, uh, South Africa to play for Chippa United, just maybe, maybe Pasero would have not given him a look in. So the point exactly is our national team handlers should begin to look um, uh, at the NPFL um, to uh, get players from there. Who says Sikiro Alimi cannot play for the Super Eagles? So some of those players, why not Abdul Hamid? All right. Yeah, of course, Amza, of course, taking the chance again to clamor for the introduction, for the inclusion of MPFL players in the national team. Yes, Amza, when you're talking about changes, I, I also, I, I, want, I wanted to call attention to the centre-back position. Yes, of course, we're not threatening for most of the game, but in the few occasions we're threatening, I don't think the balance is there between Semir Jayan to stay comfortable. Semir Jayi, I felt Semir Jayi wasn't comfortable playing as left centre-back. I was so shocked that Kevin Bassi, who is one of the right um one of the natural left center back that we have, wasn't I mean wasn't started and when he was brought on, he was being deployed as a left back. When we even have another left back on the bench. So those I mean those selections of you of course were I mean were very annoying from Pesero. So don't you feel we should have a left footed center back like Bassi, partner, Econ? Because on some occasions in that game, we saw Ajay struggling. Okay, Abdulhamid, I get your point. But you know, some of these things are as um, outsiders. When I say outsiders, we are, since we are not in the Super Eagles camp, we might not be privy to some of the information that uh, the coach has at his disposal or the happenings in camp at the moment. I might want to think that something might have transpired that did not make this to work. But Abdulhamid, on a scale, sincerely, my own, my, my own opinion is Equatorial Guinea was not so much of a threat to the Super Eagles that you can hardly um, see the deficiency in that defense line. 
you get my drift. You could hardly okay, see the right, efficiency right. in that defense line. But I think it's a very, very worthy suggestion because the Ivorians, powerhouse in African football, traditionally, and also as the host, who will have the 13 and the 12th man chanting vociferously in their support. And then I think no stone should be left unturned, Abdul Hamid. All right, no stone should be left unturned. I mean, I'm like, quickly, let's do a preview because we won't have the chance to do a preview of that game. Ivory Coast won their first game. The division Guinea Bissau by two goals to Nigeria, of course, and we know the result between Nigeria and Equatorial Guinea. How much of pressure? I mean, how, I mean, going to that game, who is under more pressure? Ivory Coast, yes, of course, they won their first, they won their first uh, uh, game, but they are the use mission. Or the Super Eagles, who must ensure that they don't suck, I mean, they don't suffer a loss in that encounter having joined their first game. The Nigerian national team, Abdul Hamid, no, undoubtedly is under more pressure for two reasons. Um, currently, the team is not enjoying the best of form comparatively with the Ivorian national team. That's the first thing. Number two, the Ivorian national team is at home, so they will have some level of home support, even if some pundits want to disagree that in, in matches like this, there's little or no home support. But reality is that home support will play a part in this. Then thirdly, like you mentioned, the Ivorian national team already has three points in the kitty. Why the Super Eagles of Nigeria will be looking for their very first point? Talking about pressure, the Super Eagles will be under much, much pressure than the um, Ivorian national team. And also need I mention that the African Nation, Cup of Nations this year, Ivory, uh, Ivory Coast 2023, played in 2024, has thrown up some surprises. The um, Egyptian national team yesterday struggled yeah, to get a draw against the Madagascan side and we saw Kibet cumulating four times African champions, the Black Stars of Ghana, by two goals to one. So, so far, so good. The big names have not come to the party, save for Ivory Coast. So all these things cumulatively, psychologically, will put Nigeria on the edge. So if you ask me, Nigeria, if pressure is over 10, Nigeria will take 8% of the eight of that pressure, 8 over 10, while Ivory Coast will take 2 over 10 of that pressure. Even if head-to-head, Nigeria had had the better of Ivory Coast in recent times. But in this match, I'm talking about the Nations Cup now, then the Ivorians will have the slight edge over the Super Eagles of Nigeria. All right, yes, the Ivorians will have slight edge over the Super Eagles of Nigeria. Yes, Andra, as we got to be hold on the Super Eagles, quickly just talking about the MPF against playing on Saturday. Of course, I mean, we saw your own dear Plateau United defeats Iba by a goal to need. Of yes, Amza, I mean, what I mean, of course, what do you make of that result? And now because that result now you took Plateau United to third position of the log with 31 points, though they've played more games than more than teams, I mean, more than the teams that are around them. Yeah, absolutely. It was a good victory to Savoy, especially when Plateau United with 10 man won a Five-goal thriller in just with the um, away team, something you rarely see in the NPFL, scoring via two penalty kicks uh, against defending champions Rivers United. So Plateau United was still basking in the euphoria of winning that um, rescheduled match, the 10th match on Wednesday at the just um, new um, stadium in Zaria Road, just before the um, runners-up of last season's... Is it runners-up? Runners-up or third-place team? Uh, runners-up, Abdul if I'm mistaken please yes correct. yes of course yes right. um before they had the better of um um Aimba football club of aba need i also mention that Aimba football club of aba was without their um coach finney the judge who is away 
Um, and also they were not with their number one and starter in goal and Onoruke Ojo, who is firing every coast, representing on national team duties. To the match proper, um, Plateau United had the better of um, Aimba Football Club of Aba with Aimba Football Club of Aba. Um, the best opportunity they had in that match was um, uh, at the end of the first half when um, they hit the ball from the left-hand side of the goal and it hit the roofing of the um, goalpost. But by and large, Plateau United had the best. And need I also mention that Plateau United scored that goal from open play, not from what people had seemingly begin to say of Plateau United, that most of their goals, a preponderant number of their goals come from long throws from their captain, Daniel Itodo. They scored from old, nice interplay between uh, Nero Silas, fine midfielder, good with the ball. I, I won't be surprised, Abdul Hamid, not because he's a Plateau United player, at some point, Nero Silas will get some invitation to the national team. He's a very, very creative. He's a good dribbler of the ball. He holds the ball very well. If you watch Nero Silas, I have watched him closely. Back to the match, Abdul Hamid, um, Nero Silas and Yakubo Adams, and they got the goals. Um, Albert Hillary, who has nine or eight goals to his name, was not able to score. But by and large, it was a very good one for Plateau United. And hopefully, they consolidate on this. But Nid also will mention Eimba, who is placed fourth position. Eimba still has two matches to spare. Currently, they've played only 16 matches, and um, some yeah. teams have already played match the 18 matches. So, and um, Plateau United, who is immediately above them, has one point better than them. So, Eimba still has every opportunity to go to the top of the table at the end of uh, March day 19, which marks the end of the first stanza of the League of Jordan. All right, yes. I'm sorry, it's also so going to be United, also twice. Sorry, I mean, blasted. Combinated by four goals. Sorry, blasted. Combinated by four goals to one. I mean, that's now two wins and three for fly for the flying antelopes. It seems that they need to fly again. Yeah, especially when they are back to the traditional home ground called the Cathedral. Battered, they battered and Gombe United. No surprises for me. Gombe United struggled to a draw against Rivers United in the match preceding this um, round of matches. Gombe United is in all sorts of problems. They were heavily fined by the uh, uh, IMC board. So Gombe United is one of the whipping boys. Recall that it's Gombe United that were scandalized in their home ground um, by Canopillas. They were scandalized by Duma United. So in a nutshell, Gombe United has had so far a very awful season. So no surprises that Rangers International Football Club of Enugu in their home ground had the better of Gombe United by four goals to one with veteran NPFL striker Godwin Obaji scoring a brace in that match. So congratulations to Rangers International. Let's hope it continues to get better for the flying antelopes from the cold city of Enugu Abdul Hamid. All right. In other results, we stars were held to a bound by Ninja Tornados. Abia Weros got the better of Doma United. Yes, highly impressive Doma United by three goals to lead. I think that's and that was a surprising result. Oh, I mean, why is it surprised? I'm not surprised, I'm not surprised about the loss, but then the um, the amount of goals considered by Doma United, Hamza. Yeah, it was surprising. I never Ever says that Abia Warriors, especially when Abia Warriors has been struggling in the middle of the park in the MPFL, talking about the MPFL table this season, least did I, and this is the highest defeat Doma United had suffered so far. The, the highest they have suffered before now was against um, Sunshine Stars Football Club of Akure, who on the same match day were not able to get three maximum points. They had suffered two goals to nothing um, to Sunshine Stars Football Club of Akure, I think, in March the 16 or 17. There about, uh, but again, I would still mention Abdul Hamid. Though my United is yet 
to concede a goal at the Pantami Stadium in Gombe. All right, yes, Amza, thanks very much. This is where we shall be putting full stop on this episode of Sport and this is Network Football. Don't forget that Sand Football, as it's fun, Sand Niger Football, as it's fondly called, drops every Monday, 5 p.m. Nigerian time. You can follow us on social media, Twitter, this Twitter, Sand Incapitators, on Facebook, Sport and this Network is the name, and on Instagram, Sport and this Network is the name. Do enjoy your week. Au revoir.